0: Well, good morning. I'm uh, excited to be here with you. Um, I do. I, I, I was sick between Christmas and New Year's, and since then have had this cough, so I think between Delsum, cough drops, this tea, and your prayers, gonna make it through, uh, I hope. So... Um, we are um, starting a new series today uh, called "Follow Me." Did anybody notice there's been some road construction <laughs> in the in the room? Uh, we hired Caltrans crews to come in and install this road. But we're in the, in the Gospel of Mark, which we're going to be looking at um, uh, in the next uh, 12 weeks or so uh, from now uh, through Easter. Uh, we are uh, called to follow Jesus. Jesus says. Follow me. And we're going to be asking, where? Uh, What does that mean? Like, who is Jesus and what does it mean that we follow him? Uh, We have a study guide. If you haven't gotten that yet, uh, we have them available in the back. You can get that. as a companion piece that you can use for your own personal study. You can also do it as part of a group. So in in combination with uh, the study that we're going to be doing here, you're going to be part of a a group we call Life Group. And uh, you can meet in someone's home. You can meet in a room in the church sometime midweek and uh, get to know some other Christians. And uh, if you're in the book, you have uh, an email on the first page. Sue, can you, can you raise your hand and wave? Everyone, this is Sue, and uh, she's very friendly, and she responds to email better than I do. Uh, anyway, so, so she would love to help you find a life group if you haven't found one yet, and you can just e- uh, uh, email her, uh, sue M at C3 Milpitas, and we'd love to connect you. So we're starting this new series, uh, Follow Me. The Gospel of Mark. And I want to just uh, spend the first part of our time today um, doing the who, what, why, where, when of Mark. Like, what is this book that we are going to study together? Okay, are you guys ready? Okay. So, who is Mark? We, uh, we have this book called Mark. There's like these four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Incidentally, most of the senior pastors that you have called to this church have been named after one of these gospels. Someday, many years from now, when I retire, Luke will be your next pastor, okay? Um, so Mark, so who, who is Mark? This is this book that's named after this guy, Mark. So the universal early Christian tradition from the earliest days identifies that Mark was an associate of Peter, so not one of the original twelve disciples, Mark, but was a close uh, friend and helper of Peter in Peter's ministry. Many people think that he may have been the scribe that uh, that wrote uh, some of uh, Peter's writings uh, that, as Peter would dictate, that maybe Mark was the person that was uh, writing that. And a majority, <coughs> a majority of biblical scholars uh, also associate. Uh, the book of Mark, with uh, someone who's in the book of Acts named John Mark. So it was very common uh, at the time for someone to have both a Greek name and a Hebrew name, so hence John Mark. And uh, he was the John Mark, and so if this is uh, true, John Mark is the cousin of someone named Barnabas, who was the early ministry partner of Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the letters in the New Testament. And uh, so it was an early traveling companion where Paul and Barnabas, along with some others, including John Mark, set out on travels in which they kind of headed northwest from, uh, from Jerusalem. They, they headed northwest and began to tell non-Jewish people about Jesus now, something interesting happened on those, on those missionary journeys in which uh, they came under persecution, they came under fire. It became uh, difficult, it became dangerous uh, to be talking about Jesus. And John Mark chickened out. Okay, John Mark turned his tail and ran away. And uh, this uh, caused some disagreement between Paul and Barnabas. Uh, remember, uh, John Mark was uh, Barnabas's cousin, and uh, so they're like, hey, man, we're family. We got to forgive. We got to, let's, he comes back. John Mark's like, hey, I want to keep going with you guys. Sorry that I chickened out and ran away. And Barnabas is like, I forgive you. I'll take you back. And Paul is like, no way, man. <laughs> you know, no way. You, I don't, I don't, I don't, you're just going to run away again. And, and Paul and Barnabas actually uh, parted ways over that. He said, you know what? Okay, let's, let's split up, divide and conquer. And then Barnabas and John Mark continued for a while. And Paul went on uh, without him. Now, eventually there was a reconciliation uh, later uh, in life. Uh, one of Paul's last letters that he wrote, he said, please bring John Mark because he's helpful to me in my ministry. So we know there was healing and restoration in their relationship. So there's a lot of kind of interesting things about this character of John Mark. So while he's not one of the original 12 disciples, he's in their close proximity. He's friends with them. He became a follower of Jesus pretty early on. And he traveled with Peter, he traveled with Paul, he traveled with Barnabas and learned from them. So that is who wrote this book. So what is Mark? This book that uh, was written you know, 2,000 years ago, it, it actually was a new genre of literature. There weren't actual uh, books that were quite fitting this genre before because it's a, a story, but it's not a novel. It's historical, it's telling the history of something, but it's not like written from a detached uh, like historian writing in an impartial way. Like he's actually adv- he's, he's telling the story, but also advocating uh, for something. It focuses on Jesus, but it's not a biography. For example, there's no Christmas story. There's no birth story uh, in Mark. So Mark sort of uh, was the first of the four gospels to be written, so it's kind of invented this genre that we now call a gospel. Now, there's a difference between the gospel and a gospel. Gospel uh, means good news, and it comes from a Greek word uh, called euangelion. But there's a, uh, this is actually uh, uh, attached to this book because it's, it's the beginning. It says, it says, In the beginning is the gospel or the good news about, and it tells us, tells us the story. So, the gospel is uh, the good news about Jesus Christ, the salvation of Jesus Christ. A gospel means one of those first four books that talk about him. When was Mark written? Uh, Mark is the very uh, first uh, gospel to be written, uh, we think maybe around 64 uh, A.D., Uh, We think that because it's written before the fall of Jerusalem. Jerusalem fell in 70. Uh, Mark talks about uh, this being predicted, but doesn't have detail and doesn't reflect on the experience. We think it's it's dated before that. So 64 A.D., Uh, Matthew and Luke, in particular, seem to have had access, seem to have read Mark because they they just follow things so closely and there's there's whole sections that are, like, replicated uh, in Matthew. So we think that uh, Matthew and Luke drew on Mark and they said, oh, you forgot this part, you forgot this part. In particular, Mark focuses on action. And so a lot of times it's like, Jesus is doing this miracle, he's doing this miracle, and then he sat and taught them. And then he did this miracle, did this miracle, Right? Then Matthew comes along and is like, dude, you got to tell him what he taught. And then he like adds in like the actual parts that Jesus stopped uh, to say. Things like the moral teaching, the, the Sermon on the Mount. Where was Mark written? We think Mark was written to persecuted Christians in Rome. It focuses on action. It focuses on courage in the face of fear and also some of the clues in the text, we can tell who he's writing to because in this gospel, he stops to explain things that Jewish people would know, but the Romans would not. So for example, uh, there'll be like an Aramaic word, which was spoken in Israel at the time. And he'll say, and by the way, that means this. Or he'll talk about the Jewish custom. He's like, by the way, this is what, how Jews celebrate this. So this is why the clues on the text, how we start to figure out it was written to the Roman Christians who were persecuted. Why was it written? A number of reasons. Uh, it's, it's written to preserve uh, oral tradition. You know, at this point, uh, the gospel had spread verbally. People were telling their neighbors. People were traveling the world. People were planting churches. The, the, the gospel was spreading all over the world. But, but as 30 years or so have, have transpired, some of those original witnesses were starting to get old, and, and some of them were starting to be killed by the Romans. And you started to see that the, kind of the original witnesses, people started to be aware. You know what? I think... Some of these people are going to eventually die out. We need to actually write something down so that it's, pre- it's preserved. Um, it's, it's kind of similar to, um, if you, some of you guys have seen advertisements for something called StoryWorth. Have, have you ever seen that? It's been kind of uh, advertised quite a lot. Um, It's a thing that I I gave to my parents a couple years ago for Christmas. I was like, it it just kind of gives them a question every week. And it's like, hey, would you tell us the story of this? Tell us the story of this. And it kind of facilitates the writing of memoirs, right? And uh, we just kind of completed that project. And it's a kind of a beautiful thing that we have that, that helps, okay, uh, sort of the process of interviewing them over the course of a year and then editing that. Now we've preserved the memoirs. Well, Mark was doing something like that, right? He spent time with Peter, Paul, with Barnabas, all these disciples. And he's, he's like, you know what? I'm going to write this down. It was also written for a purpose. Uh, it was written at a time in which the Christians were really persecuted And uh, some of them were like, really, their courage was being tested. Like, do I have what it takes to, like, stand fast? Can I stand firm? Uh, Some people were turning and running like what Mark did at one point. So then later, he, having learned from the experience of having chickened out and run away under persecution, he's writing a gospel in particular to encourage people like him. Are you someone that get scared? Are you someone who is going to face persecution or challenge? Let me tell you the story, and let me show you why you should stand firm. And he, and he, and he, and he, he writes in such a way as to call for a response. You know, he doesn't want you to just read and be like, yeah, that was a pretty good book. Good job, Mark. Would you sign my copy? You know, he, he's actually looking for a response, and in particular, the response he's looking for is for you to answer the question that Jesus says, will you follow me? here's where I've gone, would you follow me on this road? And so we are then to read the book of Mark and at the end, decide, will we follow Jesus or not? I wanna give you guys a challenge and um, you can take it up if you would like. Uh, We're we're gonna be taking Mark in just a little pieces and I wanna challenge you to, to try the experience of how it would have originally been read, which is just to sit down and read the whole gospel of Mark in one setting. Uh, I think maybe it will take you about two hours. If you're a a slow reader like me, maybe a little longer. Uh, If you're faster, you can do it faster. But if you can try, just grab a cup of coffee, get a comfortable chair, and just try to read the whole Gospel of Mark so you have a sense of it. And then the other part of the challenge for you is, I think it'd be really fun uh, to have a bunch of us posting. You could post on social media and say, hey, my pastor challenged me to read the whole Gospel of Mark. I read it, and... uh, Here's my impression, or here's something I learned, or here's my favorite verse. Just one thing, something about it. It'll help kind of broaden the scope, and maybe other people will be encouraged to read it. Or, if you don't have social media, hey, email me, because I'd love to hear your impression. So You can read the whole thing, and then uh, just give us an initial thought. Okay, we're going to dive in, invite you all to stand uh, for the first reading uh, of this gospel. This is uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. <coughs> A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Lord God, we just pray that you would uh, open this word to our hearts, our minds, and our lives, God, that we might be changed. May we hear truly from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Okay, so even though the whole series is about Jesus, and Jesus is my favorite topic to talk about, uh, primarily we're going to just today be looking at John the Baptist and the words of John the Baptist. Who was said to be the one who was going to come ahead of the Lord and prepare a straight road for him? Uh, who's going to come, and, and, and uh, there's prophecy in the Old Testament of kind of lowering the high places and all this, and building the road for the Messiah to come on. And John the Baptist is going to lay out that road. and Then Jesus is going to walk on that road to somewhere. And he's going to say to you, would you follow me on that road? Now, right off the bat, though, there's a lot of important language. There's all these words that come out um, in this initial thing that set up the rest of the gospel. So I actually want to use the second half of our time. To just explore some of those words and definitions. So Mark 1:1, 1, 1, he says, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So it's interesting. This it says the beginning. Uh, the, there is another book in the Bible. The first book in the Old Testament starts off in the beginning, which is where we get the word Genesis from. And I think it's intentional. He starts off in the beginning. This is the beginning. It's like a new beginning. This is a Fresh start. And interestingly, actually, 500 years later, the world actually ends up resetting their calendars uh, and counting years based on the birth of Jesus and what he's going to unfold. So they talk about the year of the Lord, the AD, the year of the Lord. We're counting, you know, 2024. We just celebrated a new year, but it's 2024 from this new beginning. We talked about the word gospel. It says, in the beginning, the good news. Uh, this is something that was um, usually used in Roman context to announce, like, the birth of a, the heir of Caesar. Good news. The good news, everybody. There's, a, there's a, going to be a new king on the throne. Good news. And you, it's, it's announced in such a way. I bring you good news in such a way that I'm expecting that you are going to stand up and cheer. So, for example, if I ran in the room, guess what? Good news, everybody. The 49ers won the Super Bowl. Most of you would like, yay! We have some Dallas Cowboys fans that usually sit over here. They would not be excited, but the rest of us, right? We would be so excited. That's like, good news, everybody. You're going to stand up and cheer for what I'm about to say. And the good news is about Jesus, specifically about Jesus. It says, Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. I want to just hit on those real quick. So the word Messiah... um, is the same word as the word Christ. So Christ is just the the Greek word uh, for that. And both words mean anointed. It means uh, the the anointed one. Now, there are many different uh, people that were anointed in the Old Testament. So the kings would be anointed to be the king. The prophets could be anointed to be a prophet. The priests were anointed for that role. And here we see that Jesus actually is the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one who fulfills all of those roles. The king, the prophet, and the priest. It also says the son of God. Now the son of God has that, the, the, the Hebrew, the Jewish context, but it also is interesting because it has a Roman context to it as well. Uh, I've shown you before this pre-end calendar, this big announcement that we see carved into pillars all over the Roman world in which they would say, good news, everyone, Caesar has had a son. We now have a new son of a God because they would say Caesar is God, right? So there'd be like the heir to Caesar would be the son of a God. But here he's saying, "No, no, 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 no. Here is the true son of the true God, the beginning of the gospel, good news, about Jesus who's the anointed one, the son of God. So then John the Baptist comes and we have a bunch of these other words here which we're gonna unpack. So John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. So John the Baptist is uh, hugely popular at the time uh, among the common people, hugely unpopular among anyone who's like a ruler or who's in power. He attracted huge crowds. He he wore this weird funky camel hair shirt and he ate bugs dipped in honey, uh, which is kind of weird. And he would live out as like a hermit in the countryside, but crowds would just come out into the wilderness uh, to, to, to come hear him talk. And uh, the, the, the king, <coughs> King Herod, was uh, threatened by this. Uh, the Romans were threatened by him. The Jewish uh, religious leaders were threatened by him uh, as he's preaching this baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. He was actually the first cousin of Jesus. So um, I want to invite up uh, Troy. Can you come on up? And he's going to help me uh, illustrate uh, uh, This. I'm going to kind of try to unpack these terms, but I'm going to do it in such a way that I think we'll kind of try to help them uh, come alive. And uh, let me grab these. Okay, so the first word that I want to try to illustrate is the word called, uh, called sin. And uh, Troy's an expert in that, so that's why we invited you to <laughs> come on up. No, no, here, let's list this this stand first. So, so because you're an expert in sin, we wanted to uh, invite, no, no, i sin. okay. <laughs> so sin is, is a word that we normally think of in our relationship with God, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that. Uh, sin is something that we, we do wrong that causes a break in relationship between us. It could be a break in relationship between us and God or between us and another person. And uh, so I wanna actually try to illustrate uh, all these terms that John the Baptist is talking about, and that you'll see in the teaching of Jesus um, that have to do with our relationship with God uh, through an illustration uh, uh, in an in interaction with a with a person so <clears throat> I'm actually going to be the sinner in this case so For sure, yeah. okay, I think we we would we, we earlier and I'm the sinner okay uh, so uh, so troy and I we're going to illustrate so troy and I uh, we're friends, we do ministry together, we actually. Uh, coach a football team together. Did you know that? So we are the coaches for the Milpitas High School girls' flag football team. And... Uh Yeah, we're pretty good too. (laughs) We're pretty good. We're pretty good, and so we're going to be doing it again next year. And so um, we'll do a little illustration, you know, you know, from that. So, so imagine we're going on in life, and we are uh, having fun, joking, doing doing ministry, doing the coaching thing, and then imagine that I have an experience where I'm like, wait a minute, uh, Troy's starting to act different. Like he's usually like friendly and joking with me, but now all of a sudden, maybe his answers are short, his facial expressions, he's a little bit detached doesn't reply to my calls. Like, what? I don't know what's going on here. And I might, I might, I might check on that. I'd be like, so, so imagine that there's kind of this break. So instead of us like standing shoulder to shoulder, visually like oh, we're, we're, we're in life together shoulder to shoulder, a break happens in our relationship. We'll have you sit there. Okay, we'll just kind of illustrate it with here. Like suddenly we who were like shoulder to shoulder are now a little bit at odds and we'll just kind of try to you know, walk through this. So imagine I'll be like, okay, so Troy, Hey, what happened, man? It seems like uh, you've been kind of, you know, acting kind of different lately. It feels like you're mad. Like, what, what's, what's going on?
1: Um, yeah, so, you know, the last game uh, we played, um, I don't know if you realized it, but I overheard uh, you making um, some accusations about our defense not being good enough. And with me being uh, the defensive coordinator, uh, you know, I'm a little sensitive about that. And so, um, yeah, I overheard that. My ears aren't big for nothing. So yeah. um, I happened to hear that
0: yeah okay now this is this is a, uh, let's clarify this is a fictitious thing right okay okay <laughs> yeah so uh so what am I going to do what am I going to do with that so it's, it's there's a like a, a, a sin has taken place right a, a thing that I did I did something wrong and it's like caused uh, bad feelings in the other person it's, ca- it's caused kind of a break between myself and my, my partner my brother and I'm um, so what we're going to talk about is, is, so the sin is the wrong action which causes us to go from shoulder to shoulder to like, uh-oh, like there's, there's now separation. It happens between people. There's a, there's a break that's happening. So now, the other things that we hear, John the Baptist talking about, uh, you know, uh, confession, repentance, these are words that have to do with the process about how do we come back together. Uh, now, there's a lot of ways that we, in our own human interaction, we do it, we do it wrong. Like, one of the things that we do is is this, okay? I didn't do that. What are, what are you talking about? Like, uh, you, must have, you must have heard wrong. You know, what, what, what do you think I said? You said, you've seen
1: Abigail call better defensive plays than what I call <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was you. It was you.
0: Y- yeah. Like, who, who, did I, who did I even say this to?
1: You said it to uh, one of the parents, actually. Um, yeah. Wow. While we were, uh, okay. you know sulking over the game that we lost, so yeah.
0: So, he's saying I did something that hurt him. What am I gonna do? Okay, I could, I could deny and be like, no, nah, man, you know what? Uh, one of the players is a really good ventriloquist and they just threw their voice and it just looked like it, but it wasn't me. Yeah. Now, okay, now how are we doing in our relationship if, if that's what I do? That's terrible, uh, that's not good.
1: Um, yeah. I would, like a, I, I would like a little bit, a bit of uh, accountability
0: okay. on part. Because yeah, yeah, it was you. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked okay. exactly like you. Yeah. yeah, it looked like me. Yeah, yeah like and you. I have a twin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. We'll who talk com- about that later. Who comments on your coaching? Yeah. My twin. <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of things that we do. But here's the thing. Um, as long as I am denying that I did this thing, there's going to be a gulf between us. You know, And you can try to move on and be like, okay, well, but, but I think we all kind of understand, like if I'm denying that this happened, it's always gonna be a gulf between us. It's like, okay, I guess we'll move on, but like he just can't even own, right? You see the problem, right? So the very first uh, thing you hear this mentioned from John the Baptist as he's trying to prepare the road for Jesus is he says, confess, right? The first, so repentance is actually a process. I'm gonna kind of walk you through these four parts of repentance and the first one is confession, to say the same as, confess, like, like to say the same as, to, to say the truth, to acknowledge the truth of what happened, right? I need to be able to confess. So let me try it. All right. All right. I, I, I did it. All right. I, I I said those things. Okay. So are we good? <laughs> Cause I confessed, right? That, that, that was it? Uh, that's, that's the best you had for me? There's right. more?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to okay. need a little bit more effort. All right, right. okay.
0: Now, uh, I think we've probably all had experiences like this where, where you're, like, you call someone on something and like, at the first day the night, they're like, okay, you know what? I did it. Now, a lot of people think that confession is the sum total of repentance, but it's actually not enough, is it? It's like, okay, I, I said the truth, it's, it's good. But let's say I say, if I just say, okay, like, yeah, I did it. Can we move on now? Is it? It's, it's a no, yeah. It's no. kind of worse than before because it's kind of like I'm like still standing there. I'm still standing in the same spot, right? Okay. The second part of repentance, which is pretty important, is called remorse. Right? To show remorse, it means that this is when the typical words in which we say things like "I'm sorry." But we've all had experiences. If you've raised kids and you make them apologize, sometimes it goes like this okay, I'm sorry, Jeez, Or like, or you might say, you know, I'm sorry that you got so upset by misunderstanding the situation. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry you're so sensitive. Or, we you sorry as a weapon, right? Or you might say, okay, sorry, All right? All those things, like those aren't actually doing anything, right? This is a stage of remorse. Now, I had a, a Fuller professor show me this illustration. I want to just show you that I think is... is uh, for me it was very powerful to see, is that when you say I'm sorry and you're actually exp- expressing remorse, uh, you're actually doing something. Uh, there's actually this big transaction that, that's, that's happening in which, in which you basically do this and you, uh, you switch sides. You actually change chairs. So instead of me sitting in this position in which I'm still standing on the wrong that I have done to you, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I don't wanna be over here. I'm gonna come over here. Because... In this situation, I did something that created this separation. I did a wrong. Uh, I don't want to be that guy anymore. And I don't want to stand on that wrong that I did. I don't want to stand on that that thing that I said. I I, I choose you instead of the place where I was. And so I'm going to sit with you, and I'm going to look at that thing that I did, and I'm going to be like, oh, man, I am am so sorry. You're so right that, that I said that thing. Uh, I even I even said some more things about your defense that you didn't hear. You know. uh, <laughs> but now you are now that yeah. Now, yeah. now that you pointed out, I feel so bad about it. I I, I I realize it undermined you, man. Oh, that that's terrible. And I don't want to be that guy. I want to be I want to be your friend. I choose I choose you. So I admit it, and I and I reject that behavior. Okay. Uh, all right. So how are we doing so far?
1: Um, I appreciate. Um you know, we're making progress. I like that. Yeah. We're on the same side.
0: Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. Kind yeah. of, a little bit. Yeah. So are we done?
1: Uh, no, not, 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 quite.
0: There's, so there's not okay, quite. So there's more. Okay, So there's more. So we, we confess. We have to say the same, the, the same thing. We, we, we agree. We say the truth. And then we say, you know what? I, 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 I regret that. And I, I reject that behavior. I don't want to be that person anymore. So I, I'm going to be here on your side. But the next piece would be to make amends. Uh, sometimes we call this like restitution or something, if there's something that's been wrong. For example, let's say if the the thing that I did was say I stole your bike, if I did that, I didn't, but if I did that, I should probably give your bike back. I would like it back, yeah. I can't be like, I'm so sorry I stole your bike, I feel so bad, but I'm gonna keep riding it, right? So in this case, I might be a little bit confused. Like I might say, you know, I wish I could go back in time and undo it, but I can't, like, is there anything that I can do to make it better?
1: Um, I think, I think. Well, on my side of it, I have to acknowledge the fact that you're making an effort to get things right. Yeah. And so I think um, it would best honor God uh, for me to not be so in love with the narrative of the mistake you made. Um, and I think I need to honor God in offering forgiveness.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna appreciate that. Um, I think I got a little more work to do before I can hope for the forgiveness. Just a little bit. And one of the things might be. I've kind of, I've kind of badmouthed you to the parent, and maybe some students have found out. And so, uh, there's the part of the the making things right. So, I wonder if there's anything I could say. Like, should I talk to the team? Should I talk to parents? Absolutely, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, whenever. What times, okay. What time should <laughs> yeah. be there? Yeah.
0: All right. So probably the next piece would be okay. I need to call that parent. And uh, say to them, you know, I, I said those things. I should not have said that. I want to take that back. I so appreciate Troy's uh, leading the defense and and, and and what he's doing. He's a great coach, and I, I got his back. And, and I, I just, I just, yeah, I'm sorry I said that. And let's 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 not be, uh, you know, spreading that. And then maybe have a team meeting. You know, like, hey team, I'm always uh, talking to you guys about team unity and uh, being on the same team. And you know what? I, I didn't I didn't model that well, and I'm so sorry. I, I I said these things about Troy. Some of you guys heard about it, like. That's not right, and and I need to kind of like acknowledge. I have a have a team meeting, kind of lay that out and be like, you know, here's, and and let's say that I've done that well. Uh, I mean, let's say we had the team meeting, how'd I do? Uh, great, uh, I oh, appreciate nice.
1: that. Um, I appreciate actually walking through the process with you of getting things right. And so now, uh, like I was saying, I think before, um, I, it's now it's on me.
0: Now I got so. one more. I got one more piece. One more piece, because because uh, you might okay. have. You might have a question about like uh, what what happens next time we lose a game.
1: I would hope that you wouldn't say it again. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Right. So the la- the last piece is going to be um, uh, the the plotting a new path. Something's called renegotiation. I need to be like, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> okay. I promise. I, if we lose a game, you know, I'm not I'm not going to throw you know throw you like under the bus. Okay. So. So I've done that. I've done my, my piece. I've got to go through confession, remorse, making amends, plotting a new path. This is my part. But now that's all I can do. Yeah. So what comes next? Me, I have
1: to forgive. I have to choose um, forgiveness. Um, and that's a conscious decision I have to make um, ultimately to honor God and to honor your efforts in getting things right. because yeah. it, it
0: takes a lot to do that. And some mistake that I could make in this situation is I might uh, try to demand it. I might try to be like, you have to forgive me because the Bible says, that's not good, right? Nope. Uh, Or I might try to like say, you have to forgive me and our relationship goes exactly back to what it was before with no renegotiation or change, right? Now, sometimes uh, people who've uh, experienced some kind of abuse... Think that's what forgiveness means? I got to resubmit to the abuse, and then that's not that's not the case, right? You, 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 you might have some. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let go. There may be some restora- the restoration of relationship, but it might be different, right? If somebody has been hurting you, you might say, okay, but I'm gonna have some guardrails up in order to protect uh, myself. But essentially, so I do the I do the repentance path, and then you uh, do the forgiveness piece of you know like I, I acknowledge that, and and I offer forgiveness. So so we good? We good. <laughs> okay. All right, let's hear it for Troy. All right. Thank you, Troy. Oh, actually, actually, you know what? I still need the, I still need the chairs. I forgot another piece. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so we just try to walk through that. And by the way, uh, this particular occasion didn't happen. Okay, because his defense is better than my offense. Okay. Um, no, so, so, um, uh, the same thing can be true. That we have this process in people. If we do something wrong, we need to go through this confession, this repentance process, and we hope that there can be forgiveness when there's rifts in relationships. The same thing can happen in our relationship with God. We do something that's wrong. We, we do something where we're desecrating creation, where we're hurting other people who God loves and who are God's children, right? Or... Um, Or we do something that's just like this this act of kind of unholiness. You know, it's an offense against the holy God. Like, we do things that cause a break in relationship with God. So we're walking down the road, walking in relationship with God. And then we do a sin. We do a wrong action. It can become a barrier between us and God. And then we are are here, and, and something happens, and there's a chasm between us and God. And John the Baptist and Jesus are calling us to something called the baptism. Uh, the, he calls it a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. Now, the great news, the thing that's such the, the, the gospel, the good news, is that Jesus holds a seat open for us to change back sides. There's this thing through. Through, the, through Jesus and what we're going to see later on the cross, through this, this baptism in which our sin is washed away, our old self uh, is denied, and we take on this new identity, we actually have the opportunity that Jesus is holding a seat open for us, saying, you know, come on back. You know, come, you know, come on back. Through me, you can actually repent. You can confess. You can be restored to relationship. You can be in union with God again, You don't have to always be far away. You don't have to be defined by this thing, this worst thing that you ever did that doesn't have to define you and it doesn't have to leave you over in that lonely chair. There's a way you can come on back and be forgiven. Now, we're not earning that forgiveness by our repentance, but it is part of the process by which we are actually moving back towards the gracious God who comes. And when he says... The beginning of the good news of Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. He's saying, here's the great news. The one who actually is able to bring us into reunion with God is here. And I am going to tell you the story. And that is the story that we are going to read. So I'll just read that verse again. Mark 1, 4 to 5. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. You actually see Jesus' baptism. And then we come to Mark 1.14. After John the Baptist was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming, the gospel of God, proclaiming the good news. He takes up the call, and he says, the time has come, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the gospel. The time has come, the king is here, and it's now a time in which you can repent and believe the good news. Would you pray with me? Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that we're not stuck forever in the lonely chair. We thank you that you love us, uh, that, you, that you gave your son for us. We thank you that, uh, Jesus, that you died on the cross for us for the forgiveness of our sins. We thank you that you take us back no matter what we've done. We pray that you would just impart courage to us in this room that we might be brave and actually repent of our sin and take you up on this offer to follow you with our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this uh, first week of the series. We'd love to have you be here with us the whole time and uh, read the Gospel of Mark this week. Uh, Let us know what you think of it. Uh, Grab a study guide, join a life group. Um, If anyone would like prayer for any reason, we've got a prayer team and they're right down here and they have the little uh, name tags and you can come up and just tell them what's going on with you. They'd love to, uh, to pray with you about anything. Uh, if any of you are uh, new and you'd love to, to see around and meet some people, uh, right over here, uh, Sue's holding up the sign, Taste and See. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a tour of the place, introduce you to some different staff members, different rooms, and we've got food in every room for you. Uh, so we'd love to uh, get to know you. So uh, if you're new, uh, head over there. If you like prayer, head over there. If you just like, I just want some coffee and muffins, go that way. Uh, <laughs> all right, let me send you out with a blessing. And now may the God of all grace make his love apparent to you. May you know that no matter what you have done, that you can come back home to your Lord who holds a chair open for you. And now may the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever, amen.